Hi, and welcome to the Social Angle Podcast. I'm Patrick, and on this episode, I'm joined by Zach Cohn, one of ASI's interns, to discuss how he and others at Gen Z use social media, the expectations they have of businesses, and the future of the digital space. Welcome to the show, Zach. I'm really happy to have you here to talk about social media. Uh, how about you take a minute and introduce yourself? Um, hi, I'm Zach. I am 16 years old, and I'm a high school student in New York City, going into my junior year, which, you know, it's kind of intimidating. I have to start thinking about college now, but, you know, it is what it is, and we'll get through it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, we got you on here uh, to talk about social media and, you know, how you and Generation Z uses it. So, I just wanted to kind of kick this whole conversation off with a real simple question. How do you use social media on a day-to-day basis? Sure. So, I'm on multiple social media platforms you know i have a snapchat instagram i have a facebook and i have a twitter um i don't have linkedin i'm only 16 but i have pretty much everything else um mainly i use snapchat and instagram snapchat i use more as a communication platform kind of like whatsapp or even just texting um obviously it's a little bit more photo based but i use it really just to have conversations with my friends um and i think a lot of people my age do the same Instagram I use a lot to just peruse uh, what my friends have posted. Obviously, it's, it's a very visual uh, platform, so I'll post uh, some pictures, but really it's commenting and viewing um, what other people have posted. Facebook I just use for school. Uh, you know, we have our, our grade uh, Facebook group, and, and extracurriculars have their own groups, but that's really all I use Facebook for. And Twitter I, I use to follow celebrities and politician not donald trump um <laughs> and see what everyone's saying on twitter but i i don't really say anything okay all right so do you think that that usage is representative of your your entire generation gen z or do you think it's more you know personalized to you and also you know follow up to that is what does that uh what, what does that change for your expectations for business you know how, how, what are you looking for online sure um i i do think my usage is it looks like what most people my age, how they use it, um, especially the Facebook part. Not many people my age use Facebook as what Facebook is known for, which is, you know, a social media platform for everything. I mean, I'd say the majority of people my age, at least in my school, only half of them actually have a profile photo. I know I don't because the only thing I use it for is school and extracurricular groups. So you don't even have like a profile I don't photo. have a profile photo. It doesn't say what school I go to. It only says I'm from New York City and it has my birthday. And that's wow. it. Wow. So you don't even have the data filled in. You're, it's not that no. you're just not using it. You just don't even... Because, again, if, if no one else my age is using it, I'm not going to go on there to interact with people in their 20s because I'm not. Um, so the, I guess the way social media works is you're going to go on if other people your age are also there. And that kind of creates kind of a loop where... I'm not going to go on a social platform that my friends are not on and they're not going to go on because their friends aren't on it. So you have a whole, the younger generation just really isn't on Facebook. Okay. So that's on the personal side of things. But if we bring this back to, you know, the business conversation, you know, people are pushing Facebook advertising right now. They're pushing businesses to put money onto that platform. But if you're, you know, you're saying that you don't even have a profile photo or your bio is not filled out, there's information not there, you know, that kind of defeats the purpose for, you know, the advertising. So for a brand and for what you expect out of a brand, is is there an example or how, how would you want that conversation to take place? I mean, in terms of interacting with ads, my, my main goal is 
I don't want I don't want to see advertising. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think there's anyone out there who's like, oh, I live for advertising. <laughs> um, but obviously, it's going to happen, and it needs to happen. So, to reach me, to reach people my age, I mean, I've seen uh, companies going through, you know, Instagram and Snapchat. Uh, an example of that would be uh, Amazon. Amazon has had done this whole new pitch in the past uh, maybe year or two. Amazon Teen, right, where you can you as a teen, as a member of the Amazon household, your your child can get an account and they can you know have independence and, and buy their own things on Amazon. And a lot of the advertising for that has been through Instagram and Snapchat. Um, on Snapchat, there are all of these promoted stories. So if you're a big company, you know BuzzFeed does this. They push their uh, their content to the service, and you know people just scroll through that. Um, and one thing that is constantly on there is Amazon Teen. You know ads for oh buy this new you know buy AirPods, buy these cool new sneakers, um, whatever's you know trending. It's promoted there, and you can. It says, "Oh, you can buy it independently. You can go and do it yourself." And that same thing happens on Instagram, and so that's a great example of not only are they just switching to uh, the platforms where people my age are most of the time, um, but they're also catering their their advertising their content to that age group. Yeah, that whole conversation shifted based off the tone that they're taking. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, they're advertising to me. Right, you wouldn't go on Instagram, see Amazon Teen as someone in your 30s, and be interested in that. It's it's really it's I'm the demographic. I'm 16. This is perfect. It's nice. perfect advertising. And you for me. you respect and, and recognize that. Yeah, I see that it's advertising, and obviously I want to avoid <laughs> advertising. But on the other hand, these are products that I've already been thinking about buying, and so you know when the service comes in and says, "Hey, you can be independent. You can do it yourself." Obviously, I see it as pandering and it's advertising, but it's effective. But how do they cross over for you? I mean, we talked about uh, one of the videos that you saw on YouTube before. So can you kind of just dive into that and explain that example? Yeah, yeah. So um, I watch a lot of YouTube, um, definitely more YouTube than TV. And uh, one of the people I follow, he does like uh, he does a it's a duo and they do a, a long podcast, like an hour and a half um on you know current events in in pop culture um and, and a, an hour and a half is, is a long time to yeah. listen to especially <laughs> with no no visual input so on youtube they actually they take a clip of that like a 15 minute long clip and they edit in some graphics and images on top of it and they post that and so usually i'll, I'll end up watching that small clip of the podcast okay. and so it's interesting how that you know and then that has brought me to the podcast. I hadn't even heard of the podcast. I'd just been watching the videos. But at the end of each video, they promote the podcast. They say, hey, go over to Spotify and listen to our podcast in full and get the full experience. And so I went from YouTube over to Spotify um, where I, you know, I continued watching the whole thing. So there's definitely some crossover there. Okay. And so to you, I think my follow-up question to that is, is that duplicating content or are those two completely different content formats to you? So there's definitely obviously crossover because that 15 minute yeah. <laughs> clip is the same, but I experience it very differently. So okay. when I'm, when I come home at the end of the day after extracurriculars, you know, I get home around seven o'clock from school um, and no one's home. My, my brother might be at soccer. I'll put on 
the podcast in the background. I don't actually okay. have to look at it. And it's in the back of my mind and I'm not going to pay my full attention isn't going to be on it, but I'll put it while I cook. On the other hand, the video, because it has the graphics, even though they don't actually add a huge amount of content to it, I'm actually, because I'm focusing on the images and the audio at the same time, okay. not just one thing, I, I focus on the content more. I learn or I listen more to okay. the, to the words, even though the words are the same, I listen more because there's that visual component. So their presence online, does that matter to you at all? So, if, for example, like how their personality comes off online. I mean, you have, you know, a sliding scale for this. There's some people that say you need to be professional at all times. There's other people that say creativity is best, you know, show some authentic self behind a brand. You know, when you're kind of looking out there on the social media landscape, are anything really standing out? And does that matter to you? Well, again, I think it depends on the company. <laughs> okay. Right. So... A bank. I don't want them making goofy comments on Twitter because I want to trust them to be serious with my money and to you know not mess around. On the other hand, Burger King or or you know uh, a beer company. I I don't mind if they're joking around. You know that's that's okay. Okay. And I I think that's great actually. You know if 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 you're a food company and you're joking around, um, that encourages engagement, right? You're like with the Super Bowl ad. Yeah. If you're, you know, the Bud Light commercials, I think they're super, super funny. And Bud Light might tweet some goofy thing, and that's great because that's going to add to their fun persona. But a bank, uh, you know, be serious, be professional. That's what I'm looking to get from you. I think it's about the expectation that the consumer has about what that company is and what as a consumer, I'm looking for, looking to get out of the company. With so many different aspects of social media, I wanted to talk with Zach about one in particular, social customer service. So for social media, there's a lot of different components to it. You know, there's a lot of different sides to it. We're not just mainly talking about uh, content creation on this podcast. We're also talking about things like social customer service, which is kind of the world that I live in. And one of the things that I always like asking people is if you had an issue with a brand and wanted to contact them, you know, what do you do first? What's the first thing you reach for? Is it the phone? Are you going to be sending an email? Are you trying to open up a chat, social media? There's all those options out there. What do you kind of lean on most? I think it really depends on the company. It depends on the product. But really, I just want an instant response. So whatever I think will get me my answer the fastest not necessarily the most accurate or most helpful. I really, the first thought is I want to know now what I can do to fix this problem. So for a lot of companies that would be calling them, um, maybe they don't have a very active social media presence where they're, you know, they're posting, but they're not really responding to individuals. Um, Maybe I'll just, I'm going to call the customer service line because I think that's the fastest way to get there. Um, we were having troubles with my brother had just gotten a used iPhone and it had been locked by the previous user, but we got it. And so I thought, okay, what's the fastest way to contact Apple? And it was through their chat service. So I just, we got on the computer. I didn't need to call and wait in line. I just got on the computer, start typing and someone was there to answer my questions. And that was really helpful. Um, the TSA has, um, 
a Twitter handle, Ask TSA. Okay. And when I'm traveling and maybe we'll get something, we'll buy something in another country, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to get this home? <laughs> can I take it? I don't want it to break, so can I take it on the plane with me? You just tweet them a picture of this thing, and within two hours, I got a response. Wow. I did not expect that to happen, but I knew that if I called the TSA, they <laughs> wouldn't be very helpful. I mean, so... That's an example where I just reached out to them over social media. But I think for me, it's really about how can I get the fastest answer. So um, one of the other things that we talked about was like chatbots. So did you do you not like chatbots? I mean, that's a huge emerging trend out there. I mean, I've definitely seen them. Um, I've been reading a lot of articles about oh, they're so helpful. You know, you can you can order a pizza with a chatbot. Personally, I don't love them because they're just canned responses. If I wanted to get a plain response to a problem, I would just look at the FAQ on their website. But that's not going to help. Um, so chatbots for small things like uh, repetitive actions, ordering a pizza, if you're ordering the same thing, fine, I get it. You can use a chatbot. But for solving a problem, you really need a human being to be there, whether that's you know answering via Twitter, answering on a chat, on the phone. Right now, where we're at, uh, you need a person. Okay. That's good to know. So how quickly do you think these brands should be responding, though? I mean, we kind of touched on that, but what, you know, it's it for you, it's most important to be fast, you know? Yeah. So which ones, what, what's your est estimated wait time? Oh, I think, I think it depends on the brand and the product. I mean, technology companies, uh, because... They're so, in, I mean, it's such an important part of my life. I, I use my computer on my phone all the time. And if they're not working, it's a problem. And I think the, te the technology companies know that. I want them to be, you know, less than half an hour. Wow. I, okay. I know it's fast, but th that's how long it would take to call them, right? That's true. Um, okay. So if I'm, if I'm sending a message on Twitter to Samsung, I have a Samsung phone, I would hope that they respond under half an hour uh, but on the other hand if there's like a company like the new york times where if i point out if i email them or send them a direct message and i say hey i noticed you have a really big typo in your headline for whatever article i, I don't expect them to respond i mean until the next day because well i'm not constantly using that product their product is like a one and done. You read it. You're finished. Okay, next thing. My computer, on the other hand, it's something I'm continuously using. Uh, so it's a bit different. Perfect. So I think one of my like final questions that I really wanted to get uh, out of you was, you know, where do you see social media going? I mean, when so when I was in your shoes, right, when I was 16, things were just starting to pick up um, for social media. Things were starting to uh, re really pick up on Facebook. Uh, that was I was starting to do internships that people were asking, "Hey, how do we use this social media?" So even in that amount of time, things have drastically changed, yeah. right? So where do you see you know coming out of the woodwork? What do you see on the horizon that might be something we're talking about in five, ten years? So I, I mean, you talked about how everything's changed yeah. in your lifetime. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a lot younger, but it's even in like the past five years. I've seen just a, a switch to trying to get the most, to squeeze the most money out of every social media experience. So 
I think that comes into play with, you know, influencers where it's not necessarily the big, the big, big, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers now who are getting sponsorships and, uh, you know, maybe you have a million subscribers and you're getting a big sponsorship. It's not just that anymore. Now, there are small influencers who are making a splash, you know, on YouTube too, right? Sponsored products are almost in every YouTube video where they have a following over a thousand people because the companies know that's how you get to people. These are people who are already engaging. So I think the future of social media would just be continuing to do that, right? So two parts. One, I think that there will be a point where I, someone with, I have like, I don't know, 350 followers on Instagram would be able to sign up on a company's website and promote their water bottle, right? Or promote their sweater and get a little bit of, little bit of the profits from that. So I think there will be soon a day that you're going onto Instagram, you're going onto Facebook and every single post has some sort of affiliate link on it because as a regular guy, I really want to make money. Why not? If I can make a little extra money by someone clicking on my, my post, why not? Absolutely. I think that would be great. Um, additionally, I think that with the you know advancements coming out of artificial intelligence lately, I think that there will also be a point soon where if I post a picture and I'm wearing a Patagonia jacket, that an algorithm will recognize that and then when someone's looking through my Instagram, we'll see it'll pop up a little banner ad at the bottom. Buy the jacket he's wearing in the photo. I think that right now our photo recognition software is getting there, and I think it's almost to that point. It's whether or not the um, the social big companies, Facebook, Twitter, are willing to invest in that. But I think it's almost there, if not already here, so, that we have that technology. So that would be a switch from simply a brand sh- setting up like a shoppable tag or something like that. Cause they, they have the shopping tags on Instagram sure, Pinterest, but, but you have you're to put saying, them there. Exactly. It's manual. So you're saying it would be more of an automated feature that right, would be so built in. Imagine a day where Nike pays an exorbitant amount of money to Facebook so that any picture with a Nike logo in it automatically links to their store. That would be crazy. That's nuts. But I can see that happening, right? I mean, there are ads everywhere now, everywhere. And I think this is just the next step. Well, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time and coming on to the podcast and talking about social media. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I hope you have a great rest of your internship here with ASI. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today. And if you have any questions about today's podcast, please feel free to hit me up on Twitter at pkennedy underscore ASI. Or you can always send me an email at pkennedy at ASICentral.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next episode.